Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I got a couple of questions. Putting them together, they really related to what's going on with nines. Again, there's tens out, there's 9.5s, there's nines, but there's actually a thread on Instagram that they were showing me that's make nines great again. Since when is mint no longer good enough? Because a nine, for pretty much all the grading companies, nine means mint. Now, there's Gem Mint, there's Prestine. So when did Mint become not good enough anymore? It, it doesn't seem right. And they're not saying that. They're just saying it's not getting the respect compared to the 10s. The, the spread between what a 10 goes for and what a 9 goes for just seems to be uh, quite large. Again, that would make the 9s maybe look like a bargain, or the 10 looks overpriced, or we don't know. But these spreads between grades are not in stone. Collectors are constantly choosing. Do they want to buy a 9 or do they want to buy a 10? Do they want to sell a 10 or do they want to sell a 9? Before I get too far into this, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comsey.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hug and Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. So, 9 in, is a mint. Uh, 9.5 is gem mint. PSA doesn't have it, but BGS uh, says 9.5 is gem mint. PSA is 10 for gem mint, but BGS has a 10, which they call pristine. And then they have a black label, which is also described as pristine, but it means all the subgrades are tens, presumably unapprovable. Perfect centering, perfect corners, perfect edges, perfect surface. But I've said before, all nines are not created equal. Some can and will be cracked out for another try at a higher grade at the same or a different grading company. That's why pop reports need to be evaluated with that in mind. There are a lot of nine that the uh, submitter, when they get it back, they think this should have been a 10. I'm going to send it back or I'm going to cross over to another grading company. But again, why is that? Because a nine is a mint card. Drop the mic. A nine is a mint card. And so the nine, their only crime is that it's not a 10. And 10 sounds like it's perfect. And uh, again, with BGS, a 10 is not perfect. Presumably, it's perfect if it's a black label. With PSA, they're not claiming the PSA 10 is perfect. They're just claiming it's a 10. Anyway, the reason of the question, the premium between 9s and 10s is quite large. So you have to figure out, as a customer, I look at the pricing that we did. We're trying to help people understand why something uh, costs more and what would be a fair market uh, price at the time of publication. But if you think the spread between 9s and 10s is too large, and you think it's going to shrink in the future as more and more 10s come into play, then what will you do? What should you do? You know, the purest test is just if you're faced with either buying or selling two of the same exact card, but one's a nine and one's a 10, uh, what would you do? It, this is probably not for flippers because flippers do not usually have a long time frame. They're, they're not buy and hold usually. They're, they're instant velocity of buying something, selling it quickly, moving them. They're looking for opportunities to turn things over. They're not probably the ones that are going to be waiting for this evolution of the spread and the repricing reflecting that. They're going to buy and flip based on opportunities in the market at the time. And they're looking for mispricing, something where when they put their ratios on this, I think this looks like a bargain because the 10 goes for this and the 9. So again, that's no problem. I have no problem with flippers. They're, if there weren't flippers, the hobby would not be considered as dynamic. On the other hand, when flippers are going around, I don't think there's usually distress sales on 10s as compared to 9s. Sometimes there may be somebody wants to get some cash and the best way to get some cash is to knock a little off their 10 and the, there's uh, frequently a flipper uh, standing by. Okay, but in general, if you're a collector or a buyer, you're upset. You're lamenting the fact that 10s are getting priced out of your budget. That's part of the reason for this question. Are you 
buying nines as a consolation prize, a mid card, uh, which uh, again, looks like a bargain uh, compared to the 10. And, and in fact, they're mint. And same thing in general, if you're a dealer or you're a seller, people are saying that these latest world record prices are typically cards in the finest condition, 10s and 9.5s. But, but that's not always true. There have been some infamous, notorious LeBrons and Bradys that have been at an 8.5 level who have made some of these headlines of world record prices just because they're tough. And it's just a hard card to get. And some of those may be condition rarities. But dealers, what are dealers doing? They're trying to sell what'll sell. And that's what people want. And they're looking for, I would be, if I were a dealer, I'm looking for creating a bidding frenzy. I want a bunch of people to. And that's way more likely to happen with a 10. The tougher something is, the more you could get somebody saying, hey, I want the finest copy that I can get of that. And if it shows up, some deep-pocketed people have bid it up. Okay, but enough for the in general scenarios. Let me give you three scenarios for the future that affect what I would do and what I am doing and what you would should consider doing. I'm probably more of a seller. I'm sure I have more cards that I want to sell than cards that I want to buy. So I'm a net seller for sure. First scenario, bull market. Everything's going up. That's where we are or where we have been in the last year. It makes a lot of sense to go for the highest quality. Tens, whatever you can get. You seemingly can't go wrong with either nines or tens. Even the question of what are you going to do and what about nines... I won't say it's irrelevant, but it's academic. It's philosophical. Everybody's making money on everything. So something is a great deal and something else might be even a greater deal. Something is going to go up. Something else is going to go up even more. So in a bull market, this is not what the concern is. The concern is what's going to happen in the future. If it's not a bull market in the future, I just promise you it will not be an unrestrained bull market. It's either going to be a bear market, which is things predominantly going down, or it's going to be a mixed market. I am hoping and predicting that it will be a mixed market going forward, and I think sooner than we think. So some things are going to go up and some things are going to go down. Again, I think that's very healthy. Bear market, bad. But if we did have a bear market, again, just for that scenario, I think you'd want to be going for the rarity and the value. And I don't believe condition rarity is the same as actual rarity. So if if you have a choice, and you always have a choice in this hobby, go for the actual rarity rather than the condition rarity. So I think we're going to have a mixed market with some things going up, and there's going to be some dynamic elements. I do believe the uh, spread between a 9 and a 10 is going to evolve. So what should you do? Here's some advice that I think you should keep your mouth shut and be a stealth purchaser of (laughs) 9s. Because if you're talking about how 9s are undervalued compared to 10s, All you're going to be doing is increasing the price of the nines and and getting them up there. It's not going to be lowering the price of tens if you tout that nines are such a good deal. So just quietly purchase nines. And if you think tens are overpriced, sell them. So don't alert the rest of the world to what you're doing. I, I just really feel like you're going to make the nines go up a lot more than you're going to make tens come down. If uh, you or anybody has a nine and a 10 of the same card pre COVID, okay, so we're talking 2019 people, I think, Kept both, probably should have bought more. If I look at myself, if I had a nine and a 10 of the same good card, I I should have bought more. Now, during COVID, everything was selling, but especially the 10s, the 9.5s. Post-COVID, which we're moving into, I believe will be a mixed market. Many cards, in fact, I, I don't think there'll be a monolithic certain number of multiple between nines and tens. It's going to depend on the error of the cards, on the difficulty of, of getting a 10. And so I think there'll always be some sophistication there. But whatever it is, I think it's going to narrow. I could be wrong. It could expand. 
But if it does narrow, then the narrowing could come from two different ways. It could be narrowing because nines are increasing and closing the gap with tens. If that's the case, then you want to be buying nines now because nines will be going up. And the other way it could narrow is with the tens coming back to earth. And if you think that's going to happen, then you just sell your tens now because they're going to go down. Even the nines could go up. But I could be wrong. I promise you it's going to be a dynamic hobby and, and the, the spread is going to change. So it could shrink and it could increase. If it increases, which I don't think this, but many people think this because they think that the, the best of the best will always go up more than something that's just merely, again, mint. That sounds crazy that gem mint is going to be that much more than mint, which mint always meant the best in the old days, at least. So they're betting that nines may go up, but tens are going to go up even more. And and the tens will be the last thing that people uh, want to discount. I, I don't think so. I really think the spread's going to eventually narrow. And so for those of you who want to make nines great again, I think that day will come, but it's not something you can make happen. It needs to be a groundswell. So if I were you, I'd quietly buy nines and sell tens if you think tens are overpriced compared to nines and vice versa. And, and so last bottom line statement here. I think in the future, most collectors, even investors, I think, are going to prefer a nine of a tough card over a 10 of an easy card. A nine mint card of a tough card, nine mint version over a 10 pristine of an easy card. That's just my opinion. My bottom line, you can do what you want to do. Again, it's exciting that we can have this discussion that our hobby is so strong that people are quibbling about whether something is mint or gem mint.